Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I am so happy to be with you again today as together we can consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey here at Anxiety Coaches Podcast, and I hope you will take advantage of everything that we offer. Be sure to subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. I'd also suggest visiting our website where you can sign up for our newsletter, you can listen to the 10-minute body scan meditation, and check out the group and one-on-one coaching options, along with the resources and more information on anxiety. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out today. In today's episode, I have a question that came in from Liz. She was asking about being a highly sensitive person and her anxiety. And so I want to get to that because I really believe that with self-care that she can, and all of you who consider yourself highly sensitive people, and I know that's probably a lot of you, Again, that just means that you are tuned in. You may have high intuition. You feel other people's feelings. You can, you have lived a life where you take a lot of that on. There are many things that you can do to hold on to the gifts of being a highly sensitive person, meaning being intuitive, compassionate, knowing things, having gnosis, and also not taking on everything from the whole world around you. So anyway, today is about the power of self-care for the highly sensitive, anxious person. I want to read Liz's letter first, her email. Hi, Gina. I'm wondering if you could talk about the highly sensitive person and anxiety. I am a highly sensitive person and can easily be triggered if someone around me is having a bad day, going through something stressful, or if they are even upset with someone else. I find myself getting incredibly agitated and restless and have a hard time distancing myself. It's as though I take on their stress as my own. It would be great to learn some coping skills. I have a hard time finding the balance between feeling compassion for what they are going through, yet not taking their problems on as my own. Thanks, Gina, for all the great work you do, Liz. Liz, thank you so much for that email. Um, You're not alone, and I consider myself as a highly sensitive person and had struggled with this exact problem. And still, when I am tired or sick or hungry or whatever, not my, not on top of my game, I can also find myself doing this because number one, it's an old habit, right? From back in the day. And number two, it's my nature 
to be sensitive to those around me. Not everyone who is anxious considers themselves a highly sensitive person. It's just a label. It doesn't mean you you are it or you're not it. It's like at times in your life, you can be more sensitive than others. And some of us just come into this world with a lot of sensitivity to the world around us. And so we can easily fall into being anxious um, because we are taking on those things of the people around us. So don't worry about the labels. Don't worry about what it's being called. If you find yourself being sensitive and taking on things from the people or the environment around you, it could be the news. It doesn't even need to be a physical person, right? So if you find that happening to you, then you want to listen up because some of these self-care tips that I have today for Liz will be really helpful for you too. So Liz, some of the things we want to think about and remember is that we, we have to be valuing the self, valuing ourselves and listening to the inner voice. Now we want to listen to it. Uh, that doesn't mean that we have to go off and, and um, sequester ourselves uh, to hear it. We can listen to it by just learning to tune in, by learning to be quiet inside. We can be out in a very busy outer world, a busy outer life, but we are quiet inside. And then we can begin listening because we value ourself and what that self has to say. I know it sounds like I'm talking about two different people, but you know what I mean when you have that inner voice that is talking. The more I started to understand the specific things that would help me listen to that inner voice and not be so influenced by every little thing in the outer world. Uh, the outer world, what they are actually broadcasting, that's a perfect word for it. The world is constantly broadcasting, whether it's people, whether it's environments, whether it's things we're reading or hearing or watching. The, there's this constant broadcast coming in and we can learn to trust and listen more clearly to the inner voice once we have calmed down. It's really hard to uh, take some of these things and tease them out when we are extremely busy and stressed. And so sometimes we need to have some time to ourselves, which is why we talk about many of the things here that we do. It's trying to get to that inner calm voice, that still small voice inside. Um, we can listen to that and we need to be valuing it. And one of the other things, Liz, is to acknowledge limits you want to pay attention to how much you can do, how much you can take in, how much time you need to recharge. Everybody's different with this. I know there's all kinds of ways of looking at it. We can be extroverted, introverted. Um, we can look at the Myers-Briggs personality types and see, but you don't even need to know any of that about yourself. You just need to pay attention, paying attention to what your limits are. What can you 
do in a day? What can you do in a week? How much sleep do you need? How much downtime do you need? Is hanging out with the family or friends in the evening too long overwhelming you when maybe if you just cut it back a half hour or an hour space in between, maybe a half hour before you engage with your eat afternoon or evening life after work. Sometimes work overloads us and we've, we need a break from the broadcast and we can just take a half hour, 15 minutes even before we switch gears and move into our personal life or family life and just settle. Let the glitter in the snow globe settle and then go on about and engage in this other part of our life, knowing our limits. We know our limits on how much food we need. We know limits on many, many things, but we don't pay attention to it with our energy and how much we are expending or how much of the broadcast we are letting in. Know your limits and take time out for yourself. You need to prioritize some things in your life. Like we all know in life the things we need to do, but we don't often drop that down into our bodies and go out and do it. We have it in our head, so we think sometimes it's been done. It's like putting something on your to-do list and you feel like you've done it. It's complete. No, all you did was make a list. You have to go out now and do it. So we need to do the same thing with prioritizing things such as our exercise time, our relationships, and our soul time. This ties in with the first and second thing I was talking about because we need to have some time and prioritize our meditation, our dreaming time, our journaling time, our creative time, and just our downtime, whether that means staring out the window or knitting a new sweater or learning a new craft or taking a course that you enjoy, something new and creative that really feeds your soul. So prioritize exercise, relationships, and soul time. I want you, Liz, also, and everyone else who feels that they are highly sensitive and can take on things from the world that is broadcasting to us, keep it simple. Keep it simple. And don't look at keeping it simple as just another thing to put on your to-do list. Really The beauty in life is the things that we take out of it, the things that we take off our to-do list. Maybe there's some things we don't need anymore. It's It's like decluttering your home, but we're decluttering our lives. See if there's a way that you can keep it simple and do that throughout your life. Don't just put this on a to-do list. Just notice as you're going on through your life, do I really need this? Is this something I can do without? I want you to also, Liz, begin to look at using different techniques to give back. So what I mean by giving back is take any emotion that is unconsciously absorbed in you throughout the day. It happens. We're busy with our work. We're not always cognizant of what we are absorbing from our surroundings, from that broadcasting that's going on. So pay attention at the end of the day 
and ask yourself, is this feeling that I'm having mine or is it someone else's? You can actually begin to pay attention to, this isn't really mine. I think that I can let this go. And if it isn't yours and it's something that you can let go of, imagine releasing it back to its owner. You may remember, ah, that was my coworker that came in who was really struggling. And I kind of went into that struggle with them. That wasn't mine. I was perfectly happy. But I went into the struggle. And this feeling that I'm still carrying at the end of my day isn't mine. So I am going to, in my imagination, give it back to the owner. That's for them to complete and to uh, process. This isn't mine. And actually picture yourself handing the emotion or the feeling back to the other person. It's amazing what using our imagination can do for helping us to do some of these practices. And that brings me to the next one, which is I want you to use visualization to create some boundaries. We need clear boundaries when we're sensitive. We need to begin to see where we end and other people begin. Uh, Picture yourself taking out the trash, so to speak, at the end of the day, Um, like taking all the stuff that isn't yours that may have been collected, and maybe you don't have a particular person that you can give it back to because it wasn't that clear. But the broadcast has been going on all day, and you can, at the end of the day, again, look at all the stuff that isn't yours that you've collected and take it out to the curb for the emotional trash collector. Find your visualization that can speak to you, that will work for you, things in your life that can help you to release these things that aren't yours and to let them be collected elsewhere, taken back out into the universe, given to Mother Nature, however you would like to visualize it. Like you can picture leaf blowers just blowing all those things that aren't yours away or a vacuum cleaner sucking up all of those emotions and feelings that aren't yours and they are gone from your environment. So uh, another thing that you can do, Liz, and the rest of you who are struggling with this, and these are helpful tips, whether you're highly sensitive or not, these are good things to just have so you don't become oversensitized. You can take an emotional detox. I love water for emotionally detoxing, and you know, in a physical sense. Take a saltwater bath or If you don't have a tub or you don't like to soak in a tub, you can use a salt scrub in the shower. Water and salt. And if you can get in the ocean, there's your answer right there. Jump in the ocean. Let this water and salt, these elements of the earth, detox you. Let them take what isn't yours out and let yourself feel emotionally cleansed. Another thing that you can do is to to keep your boundaries in check by again reviewing at the end of the day. Now you see how a lot of these things are about 
reviewing at the end of the day. It's important just as we change our clothing at the end of the day to go to bed that, or we take a shower or a bath or a wash, um, that we change, you know, from that particular part of the day as we move into our rest in the evening to go to sleep. So review, review at the end of the day and see if you need more rest than you got during the day. Did you need a break during the day that you didn't get? Or did you need more water or more food or less food or less of a particular type of food? Review. Keep your boundaries in check by doing that. Give yourself a review at the end of the day. Did you get enough downtime? And when you get clear on this, these are your boundaries. I need X amount of water. I need X amount of downtime. And we don't, sometimes our boundaries are crossed. That's fine. We can deal with that. But we have to have something in place in order to feel secure and going out into the world and knowing all these little things that are important to us. And it comes quite naturally after you've given it some time to think about it. So that's why I'd like you to start by reviewing at the end of the day. Another thing you can do to be sure to recharge daily is look at the food you are getting, the water, the sleep, the connection time with other people, or the alone time. It's a balance, right? And everybody has different needs, different amounts of time. So just Get clear on yours with your boundaries and then be sure to recharge daily with those things. Your good food, your enough water, the right amount of sleep, a good amount of connection, and a good amount of alone time. And you want to be sure to be keeping your own mind and body in check and strong. And you'll be able to more easily know what is yours and what is not yours and not take on things that aren't yours. You'll be clear as those boundaries are used over and over again, or reset as things change. But by keeping our own mind and body in check and strong, and our boundaries clear, we'll know what is ours and what is someone else's. You may still feel it in the air. You'll be able to sense what other people are feeling. That's a gift, but you will not pick it up and take it on as yours personally. This is a huge practice to be able to learn and to do and to finally see these sensitivities that you have are a gift and they are not a curse and you don't have to feel everything and take on everything that everyone around you is feeling, but you can learn to distinguish what is yours and what is not yours. And you will not need to pick up other people's issues, problems, emotions, and feelings and take them on personally. So remember, you don't have to run away or avoid others or avoid the difficult and emotionally charged things in life once you have your boundaries in place and strong. Keep practicing every day. Do those reviews at the end of the day. Remember, this isn't done just because you heard it here on the podcast and it isn't done in one fell swoop 
one day of reviewing, but inch by inch and day by day, you will get these boundaries strong and be able to distinguish your feelings from the broadcasting feelings in the world. Being anxious and being a highly sensitive person are not one in the same. We can be highly sensitive, intuitive, and in tune without being anxious. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. Feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com, with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. And now for today's quote. Make good boundaries your goal. They are your right, your responsibility, your greatest source of dignity. And that's from Elaine Aaron. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.